When it comes to tablets, there's only a handful of names in the game, Apple, Samsung, and Amazon. That wasn't always the case, however. Just a few years ago, Google's Nexus 7 was the Android tablet to have. But then, Google all but gave up on making Android tablets happen and focused on Chrome OS instead. Is it time for Google to bring back the Nexus 7? If not, what are some Android tablet alternatives? I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about on Jason Squared. So, Jason, I know you and I were big fans of the Nexus 7 years ago. What what was it and what happened to it? Sure. So in July of 2012, and that's exactly eight years ago, uh, Google released a product called Nexus 7. It was a seven-inch tablet, so like, you know, about like this big, um, about the size of an iPad mini. It only cost like, I don't know, $250 about. It wasn't much. It wasn't. It wasn't much. It was the base model was Wi-Fi only, which was fine for you know ninety percent of the people out there. It was very fast. It ran all Android smartphone applications. It didn't really need to run tablet optimized applications because of its size. You know, you could use it. You know, portrait mode like a big cell phone, or you could use it on the horizontal mode. You know, like a regular sixteen by nine tablet and watch your your widescreen movies. Yeah, and I think at the time, there really wasn't a push for making tablets more computer-like. Tablets were in their own category. They weren't trying to be a hybrid device. Right. So, it was so a you could get away device, with that. And it ran the pure version of right. Android 4.x Jelly Bean, the pure version of Android. And they had the, right. the Nexus launcher. And it was supported like we would call a Pixel device today. It was upgradable to newer versions of Android at the time. They even made a second version of the 2013 because they sold out of it. It sold like crazy. Absolute. It was every developer I knew that was working on Android had one, you know? Yeah, I, I had one. It was a good reference device for how Android tablets should work. It was, like you said, inexpensive, especially at the time when iPad was pretty much the only name in the game and was extremely expensive compared to the Nexus 7. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, you know, Google's, strategy on tablets changed they went more towards chrome os yep. and their other android tablets got very very expensive like you know an, an ipad pro level expensive unfortunately yeah yeah they did so the pixel c was another tablet android tablet that came out a few years after that uh and it was a great tablet as well they, they tried to start that hybrid approach with bringing they had an official keyboard for it you know and they added some other features that allowed people to write and do other things on it other than just a slab of glass but it was a little bit pricey and at some point it was very obvious that google internally did not care about pushing android developers as a whole into optimizing apps for android tablets for larger screens and you know, and that was frustrating for years. And then, uh, what was it? A couple years ago at Google I/O, um, they have a get together with Apple executives and media. And um, a Google exec, you know, I asked him, "What's going on with Android tablets?" And he said, "We're done. We are done, and we are going Chrome OS." And that is when you saw the big push for Android apps on Chrome OS. And the Pixel Slate came out, which should have been, would have been a great Android tablet, but instead it was pretty much a flop of a Chrome OS tablet slash laptop hybrid. Um, I even at one point tried getting a review device from them maybe three weeks after launch, and they had already closed down the review program from it because of the bad response they yeah. got on the initial uh, review launch. So 
you, you know, Google's had this really mixed experience with Android tablets. They kind of tinkered with it. Yeah. It didn't work. They they lost interest, obviously, and they're now pushing Chrome OS, which is a viable option. Like there's there's nothing wrong with Chrome OS when it's done right. Fundamentally, no. Re- no. No. And I just reviewed a tablet, oh, I don't know, two months ago, a Lenovo tablet, the Chromebook Duet, that it it's it's the Android tablet I wish we had. If right you now. want something bigger that's three hundred, four hundred dollars, you know, sizable, you know, as, as a laptop. Yeah, no, this this is a little ten inch screen. It's small. It, has, it comes with a keyboard. It's three hundred bucks. It runs Chrome OS, runs all the Android apps, but you still run into the problem with those same Android apps that you can install on Chrome OS are not optimized for bigger screens. No. So you have to use them in the little silo windows that you would use that mimics your phone's display. And that's frustrating. That's not a fun experience. On a 10-inch screen, it's okay. You get bigger than that, though. It just looks horrible. There's a ton of wasted space, and it's just not optimized for it. But um, Android tablets as a whole, there's there's not a whole lot of options, right? Uh, especially when it's on the low end. You have Samsung, the Galaxy Tab A8-inch. Yep. Which is like is two it, years old at this point. Yeah, it hasn't, it, even hasn't updated updated. To, it hasn't even been updated to Android 10 yet. Yeah, the Galaxy Tab S6 Lite, I think, starts at $350, uh, which is an okay tablet. It's not the fastest. Performance is not going to wow you at all. Battery life is good. Screen is just okay. Uh, you know, so you're, But you're still looking at $350, bucks, where you could get an Apple iPad for $329, and on sale, you could get it for a whole heck of a lot less. Yeah, than I got my wife's for like $260 the generation seven iPad, you know? Yeah. So really the only viable inexpensive Android tablets right now are Amazon tablets. And that's not even true Android. No, no, no. They run their own version of Android called fire OS and it doesn't have the play store. Um, The launcher is completely different and you can't change it. So it's fine for what it does. If you need to consume stuff in the, in the, in the Amazon ecosystem only pretty much, it's fine um, if you're fine with the apps that you can buy on their their Amazon App Store for Android. It's fine. The hardware is fine, but you know, it, it's not a it's not the full Android experience a lot of us really want out of a small tablet. Yeah, the overall experience on Fire tablets running Fire OS, like you said, you have to download from Amazon's App Store. Most major apps are in there, but it's the smaller niche, single-use apps that yeah. you find in the Play Store that you come to rely on on your Android device. Those are not going to be in there. I have plenty of apps I search for in the Fire uh, OS App Store, and they just they just don't exist. And for the apps that kind of look like that, you know, there's developers who have tried to mimic or recreate it. They're just horrible quality. Yeah. That said, though, Fire tablets are really good. They've gotten a lot better. They finally have upgraded the entire line to USB-C connectors. I, the I know hardware you're cheer for, for, for that. 90, the $90 hardware, the, the, the 10, what is it called? The 10 plus or, or the 10 well, HD? There's the Fire HD 8 yeah. and Fire HD 8 plus, which is what they just launched. The, the plus is, uh, I think, around $110. And you get three gigabytes of RAM, wireless charging built in, a faster charger in the box. Crazy you get all how kinds much hardware they give you for, yeah, the, for so little. And it's worth paying yeah. an extra 20 bucks over the Fire HD8, which has two gigabytes of RAM and no wireless charging. And then you could buy this stand that the HD8 Plus goes on yep. that converts it into an Echo Show. It's charging and you can talk to it and, you know, give it all your commands and then take it off when you need to watch a movie or go shopping or whatever it is. But again... It's not a true Android experience at all. So 
I think we both agree here, and you made a pretty good case about this recently. Google needs to release a low-end tablet. They absolutely do need to release a low-end tablet, and especially during the time when, you know, one thing is is to need high-end smartphones when you have a job that you leave the house every day and you go to work and you need and you driving around and you need and you're shopping whatever and you need brick you're walking around with right yeah but we're all hanging out at home right now for the most of most of us still have to work remotely and we probably will be for some time and this it's kind of you kind of don't really need this type of a device when you're hanging out on the couch or at your desk, right? So if you're working, you're going to be at the at your at your work computer, right? If you have that type of a job. But if you're consuming content, you want to be sitting on the couch or, or whatever, looking at your 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 seven inch screen, right, or or, or something like that, yeah. to to consume your Netflix and to play with your Facebook and your games, whatever the heck else you're doing, right? I mean, I don't want to sit and look at this tiny little screen and try to watch a movie. It's ridiculous. Right. I always reach for my tablet when I go to Twitch or YouTube. That's what I'm on. Yeah. I mean, I'm on my iPad Pro, which is an expensive device, right? Or my wife is on her regular iPad. But really, are you going to buy a $260 iPad for every one of your kids, right? Right. And your average person can't necessarily afford to spend $279 on an iPad. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, high-income people, middle-class income people can buy two $300 devices. What we need is a $100 device that we can give to everybody. For, for, for all kinds of stuff. Right. So what would you want spec-wise? What, what would you feel comfortable with spec-wise in, let's say, the 2000 or the 2020 Nexus 7? So I think that the biggest drain on Android in terms of resources is RAM, right? So the, the, the machines that we've been seeing coming out of, out of Amazon um, have been like two or three gigs of RAM. And unfortunately, I, I don't think that's quite powerful enough to run Android 10 or 11 um, speedily, right? So I think we need at least a four or six gig RAM device. I would comfortably say six, but again, you know, we're we're starting to look into any minor change you make in bill of materials is potentially going to up the cost, right? So I think there's a, there's a tolerance level for the price of one of these things at 150 bucks. If you could get four or six gigs of RAM into it, an octa-core, you know, a MediaTek. It doesn't have to be the top of the line, you know, Snapdragon. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Snapdragon, yeah. It doesn't have to be a Snapdragon. Memory, I definitely think RAM is important. I think you need 32 gig of storage base. With micro SD Micro SD and an HD, a regular HD screen, right? Yep. And 12 hours of battery life. And I would say a decent Wi-Fi chips, Bluetooth chipset controller um, in it. That's all, and I don't even think it needs crazy level cameras. I think that the the, fit, the selfie camera is the most important one, and I think maybe right. you need two or three three megapixels. You're not going to do iPhone Pro level photography with a with a seven inch thing. I mean, people are just going to grab their cell phone and take a and take a picture, right? So I think what you need is something to, to so that you can use Google Meet effectively on you know on both. Okay, maybe you use two you know three megapixel cameras, one on the front and one on the back for Google Meet and and for Zoom. That's it. And I don't even yeah. think necessarily it needs crazy level speakers. Like I said, if it's got Bluetooth, most people are going to want it for private viewing. You know, they're going to want to use their headsets anyway. So. Yeah. So I agree with all those points, but I think, and, those, and all of that's really easy, right? That, that's low hanging fruit for Google to achieve. Very, to and and these are off the shelf yeah. tablet designs. They can go to any ODM 
Quanta, right. you know, uh, the guys who make the iPhone, Foxconn, Han Hai, and say, give us your, your basic tablet design. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we got six of these designs sitting off the shelf right we can print tomorrow. That's like a few phone calls for Google to put that together. There's, there's That's a non-design non product. Very low effort. I think where the effort needs to come in, though, and I get that this is splitting up resources and they've already deprioritized it, but is they, they need, there are still Android tablets. Samsung sells Android tablets. If they didn't sell them, they would not quit updating them, right? We're right. supposed to see a new tablet in two weeks that Samsung unpacked, but that's the rumor. So they are updating this because people are buying and those Android tablets run Android apps. So I would love to see Google refocus on giving developers better tools and really emphasizing, hey, and maybe even limiting what's approved in the Play Store, Apple-like, and focus on improved tablet apps. I absolutely so, agree with all of that, yes. 100%, it needs to happen. And that's the only way for Samsung to continue its success. And if Google was to release a low-end tablet for it to have success as well. I mean, people are going to buy it regardless. They release a $100, $150 tablet. People are going to buy it. it has Google's name on it, right? That's affordable, especially right now. Kids are going to remote learning. They need a device. It's perfect. But for it to sustain itself and, and continue to be a success, the developer focus and the Android tablet app focus has to come around again. Forget Chrome OS, it, you know, I mean, don't forget it, but don't focus solely on that as replacing Android tablets. But there's another thing I think would be fun to see. And we've seen OnePlus do some crazy stuff with phones, right? And they've made some inroads in the US. Oh yeah, I know where you're going they're with that. Available, yeah. They're available from multiple carriers now in the US, which is huge for a Chinese manufacturer that was very small years ago and has grown to be very big. And it's, it's an up and coming player. I would love to see what OnePlus could do with the tablet. A OnePlus they, tab. A yeah. OnePlus tablet. That's what I want to see. They've done some great stuff with Oxygen OS, which is their tweaked version of core Android. Uh, they don't do a whole lot, but they do make some minor improvements that are actually pretty good. I enjoy it. They just announced the OnePlus Nord, which is a low-end uh, phone that's not going to launch here in the U.S., unfortunately. It's available in India and Europe, but it's, you know, 300 pounds or whatever it is over there it's it's a very affordable phone and i could see them taking some of that same know-how expanding that to a 10 inch tablet and we would have a OnePlus tablet. i would love to see what they would do i agree with you google needs to do it but i think other companies need to get on board with it as well samsung like we've said is already doing it lg uh, other than the chromebook duet which is a chrome os device is not tinkering in android tablets OnePlus seems like the right person to step in and kind of push that forward and put a little pressure on Google. And they've been a very good company when it comes to periodic updates of their of, of also. They, they're, they're probably one of the best, OnePlus, if not the best. Yeah. They I I haven't looked at the numbers in a long time, but they they update phones far they're more like Apple in that if you buy a OnePlus 4 or OnePlus 5, odds are you're still getting software updates right now with not only just security updates, but new features. They're and updating so ahead of the game. Um, I don't yeah. own a OnePlus phone, but I, I'm playing with an, with an Oppo right now, which is which is their uh -huh. parent company. And um, that Oppo is already on 11 uh, beta. You know, So, they're, yeah. they're, they're, so they're, they're, they're right with the Android developer program is, is just as much as Google is in terms of yeah. the development stuff. The day Android 11 launched, the OnePlus 8s, and OnePlus 8 Pro had had developer betas ready to go from OnePlus. It's it just that kind of stuff doesn't happen. You know, Samsung never participates in the next no. beta. Um, a few other Chinese manufacturers do, but really between 
without outside of those, it's no one. And so their customer support, their good hardware, the cameras could use a little bit of work. I think they know that everybody knows that though. Uh, but on a tablet, it's not as important. And they got to start in making high quality devices, selling them for not a lot of money. So I, I think it's a perfect fit for someone to, to push that narrative forward for Android tablets as a whole. I, they're probably not going to even watch this or hear this, but I, I wish they would do that. It would be great to see. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, certainly Google could stand, set up a program with its OEMs. Uh, you know, it could set it up with uh, with OnePlus, with Samsung, um, with, a, you know, the Asus of the world who, you know, who yeah. Asus, by the way, was the company that they, they launched the, the Nexus 7 with. Right. Um, you know, so and say, hey, listen, here's our, our, our new Android tablet reference platform standard. We want everybody to follow it. We want everybody not to shove all their crap on it. We want these to be devices that can be updated over a three-year period, you know, and, and these are the rules if you want to be participating. Yep. You Bang. need to support them. Yep. And, and then and you got to get developers on board, which is the biggest hurdle, I think, for Android tablets to be successful, unfortunately. Um, any closing thoughts, Jason? No, like I said, this is a, an interesting time. You know, it's, it's, I, I think before the pandemic, we were also focused on, on, on these things, you know, and, and, and all the innovative technologies and stuff you can shove into them. But now it's kind of like, well, we're shoving home. Uh, we, we, we just need a decent tablet. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's, 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 and it's kind of, and, and tablets were out of fashion, you know, and, 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 and Apple's revenues on iPhone, on iPad were declining. You know, they were, they were flattening out before, before the pandemic and now they're back, right. which is crazy. You know, it, well, it, we're all sitting on the couch, sitting around home. We need screens to entertain us or do work. So yeah, I totally hear you. Hopefully Google reconsiders. You never know. Stranger things have happened. It seems like the pixel division is in a uh, spin right now that they can't recover out of. And once they do, hopefully they find their way and somehow a Nexus 7 ends up back in our lap. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening or watching. Please check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.